0: No helicopters have been procured for me to go to the golf course. Thank you. I've never said he wasn't a great politician. I'm just saying he's a it's off. Supposed to be an interview. <laughs> How'd you play out there today? Uh, well, I found the conditions challenging, mostly because there's no grass on the golf course, but there never has been. I'm thinking about the swag bag. And I had a high the swag bag.
1: When you got three crevices on the green. Your course is
0: trash. What's happening, folks? Welcome back, Beltway Golfer, episode 10. Alex Dixon here. For this week's episode, I tracked down Casey Bannon of the Golfer's Journal. Casey is currently on a nationwide road trip in the Golfer's Journal van, playing rounds with subscribers. Um, hosting events that the Golfers Journal is putting on, and just in general spreading the gospel and the word about what they're doing over there at the Golfers Journal. I was excited to sit down with them. We uh, we played some golf with, with uh, my episode two guest, Ben Ellis, down at Bel- Belvoir, um, and then sat down and, and recorded right in front of, of the van as a backdrop, which was pretty cool. Um, but as a fan of of the publication and a, and, a, and a longtime subscriber as well. I got all of them right behind me, uh, as well as the broken tee here. It, w- it was fun just to kind of hear more about um, kind of the inner workings of what's going on over at the Golfers Journal. Um, and Casey, he's a, he's a young guy, um, but he's a DMV kid, grew up in Alexandria, and he's got a hell of a golf game. And, uh, um, you know, he's done a lot of writing for the Golfers Journal himself. So I think he's, he's uh, gonna go on and do some big things in, in the golf media world. Um, so that w- it was fun to just kind of uh, learn more about it, and I hope everyone I- enjoys the uh, the conversation as much as I did. Uh, a one note uh, that we didn't talk about um, to kind of watch out for, sounds like there might be uh, some type of event between he and, and the Golfers Journal and National Links Trust here in DC coming up. Hasn't been announced yet, but um, sounds like that that will likely happen, so, so watch out for that. Uh, when they do make that announcement, I'll be sure to share it on my feeds as well. Um, but here it is. Uh, Casey Bannon, The Golfer's Journal. Enjoy. All right. Here we are. Casey Bannon, Alex. Golfer's Journal. We're out here at uh, Fort Belvoir Golf Course. Um, sweating a little bit. It's humid. I forgot how humid it is in Virginia. It's It's been a brutal summer for humidity. Um, Casey and I, as well as... Uh, a former guest of this podcast, Ben Ellis, <laughs> just came off the course, mm-hmm. just had a little lunch. Yep. And now we're sitting down in front of this uh, this van, this pretty,
1: uh, for lack of a better term, this badass van you got here. Badass. I get that's probably the word that comes most often on the road intimidating, uh, menacing, and badass.
0: So yeah. let's start there. So you are, your title is assistant editor of the Golfer's Journal. Did I get that right? Uh, I believe so. I believe I'm still. Uh, Employed as a Titles aren't important. Yes. You work for the go- the Golfers Journal. Uh-huh. Um, tell us what you're doing with the van. You're on
1: you're on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Tell us all about. It. So yeah, this is day twenty two of of my road trip. I took off from headquarters at California, um, uh, and really the idea is to sort of barnstorm the country and check in on our groups of subscribers throughout throughout the greater usa on the way to ballyhack so our you know we have a signature event our two-man event every year and this will be the third year that we do it and this year it's at ballyhack so um you know i've, I've hit everywhere from oklahoma city phoenix oklahoma city memphis nashville uh richmond virginia um uh, now fort Belvoir, dc uh tobacco road i was there uh, just recently yes and
0: are you essentially solo in
1: the van essentially uh i have um help uh, from time to time. I had I had some driving assistance on the way here so I could work in the back. Um, I say that loosely because there's a lot of napping that goes on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I've had some help driving, but really it's been people messaging me and inviting me places and, and volunteering and just this is sort of the nature of golfers journal the community that we've built around it that yeah. you sort of have um these friends in in low places when did you guys i mean this is this is a for those
0: that haven't seen find casey on instagram or twitter he's put up a ton of pictures of yeah. the van itself mm-hmm. casey y- f bannon casey f bannon yep. so the the
1: back of it you've essentially turned into like a podcast studio. it's a mobile content studio okay. and yep but uh, mounted, it's got mounted light kits. It's it's totally soundproof. Um, yeah, we you know we have a we have this big warehouse that's got uh, back in California that's got every you know ep, uh, ver, issue of the Golfers Journal and every thirty years worth of Surfers Journals and all the merch and stuff. And it is surfboards and it's incredible. And the van has just been sort of like getting tricked out in this space in the in this corner and i've been in the back in a closed room just sort of tinkering with it for months ready to go so it's it's nice that we're actually out here but yeah it it, it's fully functional um workspace it's got it's got hard power in the back so so you're um, not you're not sleeping in the van yeah, I sleep in the van from time to time. It's not great in the middle of Virginia right now in the summer. <laughs> Matt black isn't great for for airflow, but, but I have, it's outfitted like for to to sleep I have in fans. I got yeah, I'm I good. got a, I got a little my own little tuckaway corner.
0: Um, so let's well, let's come back to the trip in one minute. Sure. Uh, for folks that are listening and not watching, we're literally set up in the parking lot of the golf course here at Fort, Fort Belvoir. So you might hear um, a car or two come by, uh, but just or a kinda, gas cart, or a gas cart, um, or or some guys walking. Asking us what the heck we're doing out here, um, <laughs> but so the Golfers Journal. I mean, I think most folks that, that are listening to this podcast are probably aware of the Golfers Journal because I would hope You so. know, if you're if you're if you're that deep in the weeds that you found the Beltway Golfer podcast, then you probably are well aware or are a subscriber of the Golfers Journal. Uh, but those who aren't, who probably are just my close family members. Um, what, what give us a high level on what's what the what's the golfer's journal all about
1: i would love to just just give your whole family the pitch right now uh <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm sitting around the thanksgiving table all right um yeah the no the golfer's journal is uh first and foremost is independent independent uh golf quarterly print publication uh in the purest sense right so uh i actually i don't know if i can use that print line anymore because we do have golfer's journal digital that released uh a month ago, so you can find all every story that the Golf Journal has done mm-hmm. on our website, but um, in its in, in its original form it is um, it is a, a beautifully constructed print publication. you get about hundred thirty six pages quarterly um, and you know we there's a real 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 focus and interest on golf stories with substance mm-hmm. uh, you know i 'm not going to fix your game. In this book, nobody is. No one's going to tell you what driver to play. No one's going to tell you what what, what wedges to play. No one's going to tell you where Fort Belvoir ranks on the military you know, golf so course. I haven't list. seen any
0: best of lists yeah. yet in the in the
1: Golfers Journal or. Uh, I have or one. Had... I have one personally, but uh, <laughs> no, it's not for the Golfers Journal. Right. Um No. So you know the types of stories that we do are the types of stories you can find out here at, mm-hmm. at Fort Belvoir. It types types of stories like, you know, even that you have uh, have unearthed around the D.C. metro area. We're Mm -hmm. just taking that model and expanding it international because there's so many stories that you can sit around a a campfire and uh, and tell or, um, you know, we... So you just copied the Beltway Golfer model and took it? That's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. I have to check because I think you were just slightly after us. Um, Uh, But If only that were true. Right. But no, they are... You know, these are golf stories that you can pick up now, Mm -hmm. you can pick up in 2025, you can go back and read Golfers Journal Volume 1 today, and you'll realize that, um, you know, these stories are timeless, and uh, they're stories that other people do not have the luxury to tell. Um, We do. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, it it really is a a pretty awesome publication. I I subscribed before. The first one ever came out when I just kind of saw what what was happening on on, on social media and kind of watching the buzz around a build. And you alluded it to alluded to it earlier um, that it's published by the same publisher as the Surfer's Journal, mm-hmm. which yes. um, you know I'm not a, I'm not a big surfer, but I, I've certainly certainly thumbed through the Surfer's Journal. Yeah, it's you know, at, when I'm at a newsstand or bookstand over the
1: years. It's beautiful. And so that's a that's a well known, yeah, 30 years next year, wow. um, which is just incredible if you think about sort of the what happened to the publishing the print industry sort of in the middle of it or what is still happening right but now the office uh in san clemente california headquarters is a riot right because you have you have golf types like myself infiltrating this surf culture and so you have a putting green amidst all these surfers wandering around and uh is
0: it a shared office the Surfers journal and Golfers? yeah we have we have
1: a little bit of both um uh we have you know i don't it's
0: it's it's Do the guy from the guys from Surfers Journal come out on the golf course, and, and the guy Abs- from T G J go out to the, the? Well,
1: I haven't been on Hanks those. W- the reason why I haven't been on the waves, I live, I live a pitching wedge from one of the, probably the one of the best waves in California, and I am horrified to go out there. <laughs> Not only because of my terrible on a surfboard, but it's because you know that um, surfers don't come out and and jump up a hole ahead of you know golf yeah. lifers. I'm not sure. going to go and jump and take somebody's wave. I mean, there's, yeah. there's 40 to 50 guys every morning sure. when I wake up already in the water and looking to get one wave, you know, before 9.00 AM b- before 7.00 AM or and, something. And so and they're not afraid to get territorial out there, right? No, yeah. no. I, you know, I, uh, I'll hit into everyone every now and again, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not quite know. the same. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I lived in San Diego for a couple of years and, um, tried to take up surfing and, and
1: never, I was not, I, I stuck with golf. Yeah. But you know, the, you know, the vibe is that, <laughs> yeah. you know, those surfers when it's flat, all they want to do is golf. Um, yeah, uh, know yeah, that's the linksol soul vibe, that energy that's rubbed off on us through, yeah. through being in that area.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, 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 publications, so you guys just, just came out with number 12. Yes. Um, you know, I, I've got all of them, as I said, You know some, some of the, Obviously, the the pictures are, are what stands out, but but the, um, you know, the features and articles that you guys do, um, are very different than what you find as you, as you said in, in traditional golf media. That you know what the Golf Digest and the golf magazines of the world are doing, mm-hmm. um, is very different. Um, so you know, and when we talked out on the golf course earlier, you were saying that the subscribership
1: is is growing and fast. Fast. It's been growing fast. Uh, you know, ever since yourself people like you found it even before the original this is one thing that blew my mind I you know I I came to the company I started after um, uh, it was off the ground just a bit but the fact that you had this core that would invest in something before there was an actual product right Mm -hmm. blew my mind and so not that that doesn't happen elsewhere but to say hey there's this promise of this beautiful golf publication that's coming and you're going to want to get in on it People uh, believed us and, you know, we hopefully delivered. And Mm -hmm. so that's what carries, you know, that our word is uh, like to think is pretty strong. And so when we talk about our, you know, our membership growing, it's coming from all angles. Some people find the book first. some people find the podcast with Tom Coyne first. some people Mm -hmm. come to one of our events like this week. They see us at the cradle. They say, what's this? Tell them what's this? Yeah. Is uh, and you know the, the next day they're joining us for Tobacco Road, having the time of our life, and then the next morning they're you know they're playing at Pinehurst Number Eight with us because that's just what we do. Like you know before we leave town, it's you know it's all golf all the time. And so
0: that's what this trip, a lot of is about. It, it, is a lot of it it's connecting with with your subscribership, yes. but also building awareness. I mean, we, as we were setting up these cameras, a guy walked by with a yeah. with a pull cart saying, mm-hmm. "What the heck are you guys doing?" And, yeah. and hadn't heard of the Golfers Journal, and now he's going to go look it up.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's not the most discreet. Uh, vehicle (laughs) Um, if I yeah definitely if we wanted to fly under the radar we would have we would have gone with something a little more modest but yeah it's great Uh, like I said to you being quarterly and working remotely or or just in any I think anybody that produces content maybe yourself included can identify it's kind of scary once you send it out into the universe and you know you don't hear as much or or anything, or, or whatever it may be, or you hear a lot, or whatever, you know. Uh, everyone reacts differently to, you obviously can see engagement and numbers and what whatnot, like sitting down and touching, the, you know, getting your feet on the ground and going to these places, people will tell you what they think, and that's where you're, you're gonna find, that's where you're gonna improve, you know.
0: Absolutely, but is it safe to say that the, the folks, the powers that be at the Golfers Journal, the folks that have built this, um, this, this has been a success.
1: I, I would At say, say so, so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every, uh, you know, we have, we have really, really, really big goals. So it's hard to define what's success for us because mm-hmm. honestly, you know, our biggest weakness is stopping and probably smelling the roses a little bit. Uh, right. we put one, one book to bed on Friday and on Monday we're, we've already begun work on, on the next one, or we're, we're going from event to event or, you know, we're, we're working on the next piece of content or some sort of surprise for members or gifts or or something that we can do. And so there there isn't, you know, and we are a small staff. So mm-hmm. um, there isn't really a lot of time to be like, hey, high five guys, this is a yeah. success. Ever, you know, maybe Muni Golf Mandatory Golf Fridays or sure. something, but that's, you know, we're, we're pretty much all focused on where we want to be. Um,
0: and, and so you had also, so the, I mentioned the, the, you know, the photography and just kind of the look and feel and vibe of the, of the golfer's journal is, is really cool. Uh, but the writing's great. I mean, you mentioned Tom Coyne, yeah. who, who, who you, okay. you, <laughs> you, you know, if, if you're into golf, you know, Tom Coyne um, and, uh, you know, he's he's the main host of the podcast. Yes. Um, I've heard I've heard you on there several times as well. Uh, but he also he writes. He's,
1: he's one of the lead writers, right? For- he is the senior writer uh, for the Golfer's Journal. Um, yeah. You know, most of our stuff is obviously freelance and pitched yeah. and, you know, readers. Anybody can pitch a story. I'll tell you yeah. right now. It's Casey. C.A.S.E.Y. Golfer's Journal dot com. Pitch me a story. i I'll, I'll I read through everything. Um you know you dm me whatever um but yeah anytime tom coin wants to write he he writes um but yes he's he's he is our golfer's journal podcast host um he obviously you know just finishes a course called america tour and the book will be coming out next summer um golfer's journal subscribers will get an early look at the book um he uh you know we kind of switch places now on the road which is nice he's now back with his family and girls and and his writing and and uh, preparing you know he has he has probably the best his most important story i'll say that he's ever written or will ever write is in um is in a future golfer's journal issue coming up and he will tell you that he'll he'll never write anything better so um yeah he quite a teaser it is quite a teaser um <laughs> i i have goose pimples thinking about it right now but um yeah, he, Tom is Tom's a special guy and really he's I mean he fits, you know, the golfers journal so well, right? Because he is so focused on the the roots of the game and, mm-hmm. and connecting with people and finding, you know, when everyone's looking down the center of the fairway, he's kinda looking left and right. Sure. And and that's what we're all about. He's gotta be a little envious of you right now. I mean
0: obviously Tom Coyne is, is almost his writing is obviously fantastic, but he's almost just as well known for some of his subject matter and you know, these these insane trips, you know, a course yeah. called Ireland and a course called yeah. Scotland and, and upcoming a course called Ireland or America, um, where he just, you know, the, the famous one being a course called Ireland where yeah. he, he walked the circumference of the entire country, you know, playing all these golf courses. It's, you know, to the average person, is just like, oh my God, how did he pull this off?
1: Yeah, a lot of people see, you know, see him and say, what a kook, you know, which you have to be. And the second question usually is, what does his wife think about that? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom's Tom's probably main question is what does my wife think about that All too? Right. But um, no, he he is absolutely is jealous. I mean, we're in con- we're constantly knocking around story ideas for the podcast and whatnot, and so I don't know. Just being on the road, you, it's just different. You can you can sit in front of a computer and Google away to the ends of the earth, but the best stories you find are always going to be that little thing you picked up as you were someone was cleaning yep. the cart or. You know overheard something in the pro shop or at the grill or on the putting green or yeah. just uh, whatever it may be there's no substitute for being on the ground and
0: that's interesting and it's fantastic that you that you're so encouraged the, the, the so encouraging about reader submitted um, yeah. stories mm-hmm. and that you do publish them um, last year a lot of listeners will know there was a, a golfer's journal event at laurel hill mm-hmm. um, that was hosted by uh, joshua Stewie. stevie yeah. stevie Got to, Got to, uh, Sorry about that, Joshua. Um, he, he misspelled um, it. It's his fault. <laughs> he, um, but he had an article about Laurel Hill. Yeah. In either number four or number five. Number five. Number five. Yep. And that. I mean, he's he's not a, he's not on the staff. I don't, I don't no. believe. No. So
1: nope. 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 Uh, you know when when, when Brendan Thomas and Travis Hill, our you know our publisher and editor, started this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually there was a need for those type of people to pitch stories right because you can't write the whole they couldn't write the whole book by themselves you know and with something so new you know the the getting to the type of or you know getting anyone to write is going to be a process you have to build up your sort of uh, stable of writers and, and stories and so one of the things they leaned on and we still lean on today is our readers because a lot of the times you know it, it's hard to dis- it's hard to put in a box what a golfer's journal story is first of all mm-hmm. there are no specific boundaries to it right we yeah. just kind of you just kind of know it's yeah. like you know it's not a lot of lists sure. not a lot of rankings and a lot of yeah you know uh, you know straight course reviews and so readers really have the best sense of what a golfer's journal story is so a lot of the times they'll be at a course and say that's something the golfer's journal um, needs to do and they bring in some people have never written anything in their life and will work with them some people just want the story published josh Mm -hmm. did that one on laurel hill and just happened to be um, a very quality writer obviously you know the writing quality is extremely important in the book so you're not gonna um there's nothing that's going to slip through the cracks there but um you know if you have a story to tell that's this is really the space for people to do it
0: yeah interesting um so i mean a, a couple stories that that pop out of me that, that that i've really enjoyed uh one there was one recently and, and it's gonna it's slipping my mind who who wrote it but it was about uh, golf courses built along the united states and canada border yeah Bill um, dur- well. during during prohibition mm-hmm. and, and where the clubhouses oftentimes were just on the Canadian side, and the majority of the course was on the United States side uh, because they were just bringing
1: booze in. Yeah, Proof in the Spirits, it's called. And uh, Aristook Valley, 1929, just New Englanders sort of got fed up, and literally, literally, the sign's not there anymore, but there used to be um, a sign where you would park on the American side and the clubhouse would be on the Canadian side of the border. So you would drink, but you couldn't. There was a sign that said you can't turn down this road you are crossing says so you had to walk across this line yeah. right um, now they've made them go five miles down the road check in mm-hmm. with a border and then drive back down but um you know it, these are just the stories that i love right sure. it's like
0: and, and another one coming back to you was and we talked about this it was it was one of your first ones you did a road trip kind of an east coast road trip finding um, dive bars that had Golden tea scenes. Yes. Golden tea being the, you know, the simulated mm-hmm. uh, uh, golf arcade game that you find in bars. Yeah. Um, that one jumped out at me because there was one guy you profiled right here in, in Arlington, Virginia, who's like a superstar in yeah. the world of Golden tea. Crystal City Sports Pub. You can right. probably find him right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm I, I gonna get him on the podcast.
1: I, you uh, do, <laughs> man. He, um, if if I don't get him first. No, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he, no, he, um, he actually. I actually, true story, I, so I had heard about this guy, right, um, mm-hmm. from playing at Ramparts, which is just down just down the road. Yep. Get the crab and cucumber sandwich, by the way, if you ever go to Ramparts. <laughs> right off Quaker Lane. I love, I love me some Ramparts. Ramparts is the best. And so they got the golden machine and the thing. And so somebody recognized my uncle's gamer tag one day. We, Ramparts had a windstorm, blew the power out, and we went to Crystal City and somebody, there's two machines there. Somebody on the other machine recognized my uncle's gamer tag Golden T name. And so I said, the, you, know, the, this, you know, the light went off in my head. I'm like, okay, there's something here. If these mm-hmm. guys are, if they know, you know, if they're playing enough to where you can recognize some guy and he didn't know that he was down the road, he just yeah. sees him on daily leaderboards. So it started this whole process where I was just kind of fascinated and I was, I was getting addicted to the game. Um, Just by going to ramparts so you played quite a bit yourself i was playing a lot i was playing three to four times a week and um and so i I, you know i do this road trip and i get to crystal city sports pub and i said you know i've heard about this guy el presidente is his gamer (laughs) tag you know and he's like the 30th ranked player in the world or whatever he averages he's a plus 29 handicap and I said, I gotta, I gotta meet this guy. There's actually a barber shop in Crystal City Sports Pub in the back. So Justin, the barber, came out, dialed him up on his phone because he's such a regular there. And he was on a boat with his wife out on the Potomac. He's, he's like, say less, I'm coming right there. Docked it, came in, shot 29 under in seven minutes flat, and <laughs> um, and the rest is history. Showed me a bunch of stuff, um, and then coincidentally, you know, he was, he just came back from the Golden Tee World Championship. That was on ESPN, on ESPN Ocho, if you saw it. I, I, Over I quarantine, a little they bad. had to replay. So he was in it, and a month later, I finished that. I, I think I'm just about done finishing that story, and I'm out at Winter Park 9, and a guy comes up to me in the tee box and it's like, I heard you like Golden Tee. I um, heard you just did a game? Golden Tee road trip. He was at the Golden Tee World Championships, top 30 player. <laughs> so we went a mile down the road and played till about 1 a.m., and. Um, those, you know, th- that is a, there you go. That's a golfer's journal story right Absolutely. there. That's how they that Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That, that, that's a different world. I, I had, I had a buddy that got real, I don't know how good he got, but he got really into it and, and spent a lot of his paychecks just yeah. dumping it into golden tea. And it, it, I think it gets your hook, it gets its hooks in you. But
1: I guess the point is, is that's golf. Sure. That is, that is golf. It's Whether a different you, form. of It's thing. a different form of golf, but it hooks you in kind of the same way. Sure. Um, and you know jim zielinski who's designed every course on that golden t machine for 30 years it was a 30-year anniversary last year he plays once a year you know real golf he's come up with some of the most brilliant holes i've ever seen in my life He barely game. plays again but he plays once a year and you know he self admittedly is not good at all but it just kind of keeps him keeps his mind active so speaking of not good at all
0: um <laughs> we we just we just played um we didn't we didn't get a chance to finish just for due to time but we played about 15 holes out here at fort Belvoir. Uh, part of me wishes we had done this um, before we played so there would have been an air of, you know, is, is Alex any good at golf? Oh. Uh, <laughs> but we just got to... Po- spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler um, alert. Casey, if we, if we were keeping score, he beat me by a lot. Um, and what I'm getting <laughs> to here is um, you've got game. Um, and Thank one you. of the reasons that we're sitting down here today is not that just that... You work for the Golfer's Journal and you're coming through town, but you are a DMV guy. You're from
1: this area. Yes. Um, yes. You grew up where? I grew up Alexandria, Virginia. I was born Newport News. Wow. Well, okay. Born 757 and uh, quickly moved. I come from a military family, so I moved a little bit, but always, I moved back here twice. This is my, I will consider it my home. I will list it as my hometown whenever. Uh, it's got family that still live here. Mount Vernon, so. <laughs> got it. And so...
0: You also played um, some college golf
1: at uh, St. Leo? Yes, St. Leo University, Tampa, Florida. And um, you won a title there? My team won the 2016 Division II National Championship. Division II National yes. Championship. Yes.
0: So I, I, I'm kind of curious, and that's awesome. Congratulations, that's that's a Thank you. hell of a thing to have on the resume. Um, um, so, were you, were you uh, heavily recruited at a high school? Were you were you a big-time golfer in high school? Uh,
1: I was not heavily recruited, and I will say now that uh, that was a mistake on their part. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I did feel slighted. I had a I had a large chip on my shoulder, but it wasn't coach's fault. It was my fault. I picked up golf late. Um, the first time I played a full 18 holes was right before my freshman year of high school. Um, and so... I was late, I didn't start playing tournament golf till the summer of going into my junior year of high school and I had a really good summer and then my senior year was, you know, I, yeah. it was kinda of my breakout, I put all the pieces together. Yeah. And so I got late offers and, um, you know, I got some Northeast Division one offers, but uh, yeah. I just wanted to play, I just wanted sure. a chance. I felt like, you know, I was trying to convince people that I was gonna be really good in, in a year or two. Yeah. Just give me a chance and so St. Leo did that and, um, I don't know if I proved him right, but we certainly had uh, just an absolutely dominant, phenomenal—I mean—golf team at, at at Saint Leo. This, I mean, Sunshine State Conference is so good. You know, you get Rocco, Rocco, the Lee Jansen's the—they um, came from that conference. Yeah, I. Uh, what's the kid's name from LSU? Is it Ben Taylor or something? um Bell. Yeah, uh, Nova Southeastern. Richard Mansell's uh, leading the. Uh, PGA Tour Europe, so so there's just talent flush, and they you know it's a very international base. But it was just a phenomenal place to learn how to play, play golf. And so then um,
0: after that, you went to um, study journalism. Yes, um, Northwestern. Yes. And is the Golfers' Journal essentially your your first full time gig since then, or, or is there was there some time in between?
1: Uh, uh, it's funny you ask that. Uh, there was some time in between. I. Um, when I left undergrad, I went to go work for the Red Sox oh, wow. at New England Sports Network. I was their marketing and communications intern throughout the year. I weaseled my way into uh, giving uh, their guest tours because everyone had families and were kind of tours of Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. Everyone there had families, and so they were kind of like complaining about taking people on these tours of the the, the guts of Fenway Park. And I was like... Am I missing something? Do you need someone to do that for you? Because I will learn. <laughs> sure, you know. sounds like fun. So I ended up doing that for a while. Um, and I just, you know, the cubicle life wasn't for me. I really wanted to get into the journalism game and sure. there were no opportunities to do that. Um, and so I left and worked, uh, I, I renovated foreclosed houses uh, for my uncle in Rhode Island for maybe five or six months did construction i worked in my my job was to uh make sure that the dumpster wasn't overfilled because there's a very steep penalty when you're taking out drywall and stuff and it's overfilled when they go to pick up the dumpster if you know if you if you if you wave a a ruler on top and there's something that it catches they'll they'll find you and so that was my first gig and i worked my way up to like painting or something and after a few months of that i was i had a better appreciation for the um uh, for the job I previously had, That's so funny. I went back to school. Yeah. Um, so in in kind of prepping
0: for this this sit down, um, you know, I, I typed Casey Bannon in into the Googles, which and, is horrifying. When and, you told and, me and, that. And one of the one of the things that came came back was, um, it, it must have. I don't know. If it was I don't know if this was a project while you're at Northwestern or what, but you you went down to NBA All Star Weekend and were interviewing. Um, both players, but also fans outside of the arena, quizzing them on hip-hop lyrics and all sorts of stuff. Um, it's pretty entertaining. I'm sure it's probably easy to find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, um, you know, what led you to that? You're you're a big uh, hoops
1: guy, right? I'm a big hoops guy. I played I played uh, all throughout high school at Mount Vernon, and that was really my first. Kind of the reason why I got into golf late is because I thought I always thought it was going to grow. -hmm. And I was always convinced that I was just gonna grow and have the ability to play college basketball. Um, But yeah, we went down there. uh, Went down there with Jay Adonde from ESPN. Was lucky enough to be my advisor at Northwestern. Took me down there to show me the ropes of All Star Weekend. And I'm a somewhat of a hip hop addict. I would say golf and that are. The, the two things I consume. I've, I've noticed that from your Twitter feed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I told you I've, I've toned it down a little bit because sometimes I just like, I feel like I'm talking to a wall, um, but that's okay. Um, and so I, you know, there's so many, there were so many All-Star Weekend references and lyrics that I had noticed. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna just sort of make this a, a thing. Um, I don't know how that fits in with golf, but these are just things that I like to do. Sure. And, and yeah, go check it out. I, I won't ever <laughs> again, but I had fun.
0: Uh, it was it's a pretty amusing video. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so so how, so how did you get connected with the Golfers Journal? Was this was this a, you know an, an ad you answered? Did you get connected through someone? Like like tell tell us how how did you how you how'd you find yourself working at the Golfers
1: Journal? The I was walking down the street. Uh, I was walking down Michigan Ave in Chicago. One of my friends sent me a tweet from Shea Serrano, said, uh, or from The Ringer, mm-hmm. said this guy at Travis Hills, looking for freelance writers for you know this new, newer, newish publication called The Golfers' Journal. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent it to me, and I'd seen their page. Um, it was following, I was yep. aware, and um, so I uh, started peppering Travis's uh, email. Um, I don't know if I should say this because don't pepper Travis's email. <laughs> We're giving um, everybody the
0: blueprint. Yeah, <laughs> he,
1: um, I will tell you that he told me afterwards that he threw mine away four times. He threw that email away four times. And right? so I said, I'll, I'll send it a fifth time. Usually I'll send two or three. Sure. That's the, that's the freelance life, right? But um, I sent it a fifth time and he answered. I ended up writing a story on my uh, college teammate, Griffin Clark, who passed away. Car accident 36 days after he won the national championship for us oh, wow. in Golf Journal number nine, um, and a few months I, I you know I just had a story to write just yeah. like any other reader of the golfer Journal. That was it. I didn't ask for any work or whatever, um, and it happened organically that you know they were in the next stage and needed help, and uh, that was that was uh, a little over a year ago. So um, it it's it just all progressed from. Yeah, pitching a story. Wanted to tell oh, a story.
0: Wow. wow. Well, certainly sorry to hear about your your, your teammate and friend. Thanks. Um, so so that also means that you're you're relative, relative one of the newer folks at, at the Golfers
1: Journal, right? You, know, you said about a year or so? Yes. I am the newest member. Yeah. So no, really the only other uh, new member of the editorial stuff. So, so whose idea was this? Was this yours or somebody else's? <laughs> no, I'm not that smart. That was uh, – this is Brendan's uh, – like a lot of things at the golfer's journal this is brendan's pointing to the van if you're only listening here but. yeah the point is a van uh this is brendan's brainchild um and it came together very quickly sure. i'll say that it came together very quickly but uh yeah it was just like one day he just came to a meeting i think and he yeah. was like i'm thinking of building a van and we were like oh that sounds cool and the next next time we talked it was i'm building a van and uh where i was like that's cool. And then he said, you know, I need you to drive the van. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so. I actually haven't taken a
0: look inside before we get yeah. out of here. I'm going to take a look, but I, I got some good pictures of, of the van entering the Tully gate here at, at Fort Belvoir this morning <laughs> when we arrived.
1: <laughs> nervous moments, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nervous moments. Uh, I was I wasn't sure if they're going to be cool with me taking pictures. I was kind of sneaking some pictures, trying to get the Tully gate sign and mm-hmm. the Gulf Journal van, but I think it came out. Uh, but bringing this back to the trip. So you, you just did, um, a Golfer's Journal event at Tobacco Road this mm-hmm. past weekend. Yeah. Um, which sounds like it was a huge success. Um, some great pictures on your feed in the Golfer's Journal's feed on social media. And then tell us about what you got coming up. There's a few more events, right? Yes. Uh, this Sunday I will be at... this this We I don't know. This, this is either going to okay. be
1: this upcoming Sunday or this have been last Sunday. Perfect. I'll just go <laughs> large. Sunday, August 16th at Jeffersonville mm-hmm. Golf Club, which is a... Really, really cool public Donald Ross joint just north of Philly mm-hmm. in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Uh, that they've done a bunch of work on um, to really—I mean, it, it looks and feels really Northeast Ross. So that'll be great. We have all Sunday out there. We're gonna play, and scan- that's like Tom Coin's backyard, right? Yes, yes, correct. Tom Coin's backyard. We'll have Matt Cheminsky That's also written for us. Um, and a few other golfer's journal friends and personalities uh so yes uh we're gonna play all day skins we've actually designed a par three course within the main course to play in the afternoon oh cool that'll be very fun so these are the type of things we talk about when we go do golfer's journal events when we roll into your town yeah uh each one is uh is a little different the, yeah. you know there's no stock like Outside the Broken T Two Man, which this this year is uh, a multi day event, so it's not yep. in its usual format. Uh, we tailor it to the city and its golf course and whatnot. After Jeffersonville, we'll be at Schoolhouse Nine in Sperryville, Virginia. That's uh, exciting. That's that's probably going to the closest hit to the D.C. area. Yes. Yep. Um, if you're if you are in the area, please. And you're uh, not a subscriber, please still come out. I'd love to show you the book, the van. Uh, we'll have some walk-up tickets available, last-minute tickets. But um, please, anyone uh, that you know of in the area, invite them. Come out; it's gonna be great. You know, school's night; it's yeah. plenty of space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super low-key. And then uh, we'll be at Ballyhack right after that. And then, and then you're going straight back to California after that, or? I actually think I'm gonna come back here and um, maybe hang out for a bit. Maybe take a little R and R for a few days up here and and maybe i mean there's just so much there'll be some more chances to to catch a glimpse of the van yes there will be in dc for sure um i just i mean i'm biased obviously because i grew up here but Mm -hmm. there's there's still so much that i want to do here which is the thing that i find so fascinating about the area like you know i don't know how long you have to live here to to hit it all but just into maryland dc Virginia, rural Virginia. Uh,
0: but it also sounds like, so, so folks that listened to my last week's podcast with John Scott Rattan, um, teaching pro at a congressional, uh, we talked a lot about, or he talked a lot about, you know, how the D.C. area is underrated as far as just kind of a, a golf hotbed and, and kind of the talent coming out of here. It is. And, um, you know, I, I just think there's, there's so many interesting folks connected to this game. This is the whole reason I started this podcast. Um, and, and it sounds like, from some of the stuff that we talked about on the course today, that you
1: agree. I agree. The V, you know, the VSGA Maryland, uh, it's some of the best run golf organizations that I've ever been around. Um, like, uh, the, on you know, going back to the mark about it being underrated, go to a go to the v, you know, go to the Virginia State Amateur, mm-hmm. go to the Open. Yeah. Go to the junior amateur, like, and then go around, and, and if you're able to compare it ever, yeah. you'll be you'll be blown away. I mean, dudes over here can just straight ball, and um, I I remember being on the. I was lucky enough when I was a uh, senior to make it on the team Virginia, um, because I got into the semifinals of that of the match play, uh, of the junior state junior, and we went to play. So they take eight kids, and we traveled to the next week to West Virginia to play West Virginia and Maryland and their top eight kids, thinking that, you know, yeah. Virginia's gonna clean up. And they're just, just everywhere in the Mid Atlantic just blows my mind. Um, the quality of players, and the thing that I love about it is they're just all different, right? Sure. The, the Southern Virginia guys are home taught, they've got homemade swings. You mm-hmm. go up to Langston, you got homemade swings. You sure. go up to, you go to Maryland and you got blue crab, old yeah. bay swings. I mean, it's just so much fun. That's
0: what I'm going to call my swing from now on. It's an old bay swing. It's a blue crab <laughs> swing. Right. Um, well, cool, cool. Well, well, last kind of topic before I, before I get you out of here. Um, I'm just kind of curious you know, a little bit about kind of the, the future of, of, of not just the golfer's journal, but just kind of your take as, as a younger guy uh, who's just getting a name for himself in, in golf media. Um, you know, the 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 media landscape is obviously changing rapidly. The golf media landscape is changing rapidly. You know, what's what what's your take on, you know, wh- where is it where is this all going?
1: Wow. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a large question, but Well, yeah. It's also one that could very much get me fired. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, where is it going?
0: I, I mean, is is the Golfers Journal is, is that the future? I mean, is is the is the, are the golf digests and golf magazines of the world going to have to, to really, um, adjust change
1: quite a bit to keep up? I mean, is that, uh, that's a very good question. Um, it's also a question. If I knew the answer, I definitely wouldn't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, no, the, I think this is bigger than golf really. Um, as you know, as a young person that just left journalism school and kind of got all sides of it you know i took i took uh uh, political reporting i you know i covered covered elections i covered local politics in chicago i covered news i covered i've covered high school basketball in dc um uh i've covered you know uh, i've covered the baltimore public city championships i've been in i've been in the gyms i've been in every type of neighborhood Um, I've, I've covered different types of stuff. And so this is, this is bigger than golf, the changes in media. Yeah. And I think one of the things that people are realizing, um, is that the news or the, the the information that they're consuming is getting in a lot of people's hands before it gets to them. Oh yeah. It's going through a lot of filters. It's playing telephone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I think a lot of people are realizing that the independent, if you can have some sort of an independent subscriber-based model mm-hmm. where you can limit the amount of advertisements, which has been huge on the golfer's show, so you're not thumbing through ads, yep. and you can really cut yourself free from a lot of the handcuffs that come with producing content and reporting and doing the stories that need to be done. I think people are realize, people are now willing to pay for that because they realize that it is now a necessity. They realize that with all these things going on in the world, how valuable that news that they didn't have to pay for, that was, you know, yeah. sort of sort of pure and uncontaminated was. And I'm not saying that there's there are phenomenal journalists doing phenomenal works in all parts of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying that it's getting harder to decipher between. Where those are for the regular people, sure. and so it's just sort of cutting the middleman out. Where you know, yep. Yep. here's here's trusted source or or whatever it may be, and um, I know where my news is coming from, what their motives are, and stuff. So I, what I think you'll see is sort of this sort of a uh, tri- it's not tribalism, but there are this happens in music right now. Sure. This happens in golf. There's more of everything than there's ever yeah. been before, and people are finding the subsections, subgenres uh, where they, of what they like, sure. and and they're and they're sort of uh, curating their own uh, their own content. Yeah, context. and then but the, and then the challenge is not to not to create your own little
0: personal echo chamber, but still it's still it still right. you know, a good perspective of of the larger like we were talking about
1: you said there's 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 10 there's 10 golf podcasts in the DC area already and <laughs> it's like okay well how are you going to be right yeah it's you can be different sure, it's, it's, it's it's no that that's you know you can make there's endless con- content opportunities it's just about what what do you want to provide no there really is
0: um one one thing we, we kind of skipped over and, and it, um, not not to this isn't a very good segue here but but to bring it back on, uh, as to why we're here
1: um this was your home course growing up. Yeah. Is it? Was, yeah. Um, this was, yeah, one, the place where I caught the bug. That range over there. Yeah. That range. My mom. Uh, I don't know if you got this drift, but I was in trouble a lot uh, as a kid, and <laughs> okay. so she would take me to the when she, went to the commissary. Yeah. I went to the range, um, and then that progressed to playing at the nine hole course, which is no longer here, that they put the new hospital on top of.
0: Right. Right um well i'm glad we were able to put this together uh casey and i were i, I saw that casey was coming through town i was following the van across country knew that he was going to come come into town at some point for the event at schoolhouse nine we started communicating online um i kind of tossed out fort belvoir as a potential place to do this podcast and and and, and play not knowing that this was the course that you learned on so I, i'm glad it all worked out and i'm happy that we got to do it
1: yeah it's a special place right it's yeah. it's a uh it's awesome i have a qu- one question for you if you don't yeah, mind please, before we leave please just something i always ask my my dc friends your your favorite food spot my favorite food spot um
0: uh, I, i've got a lot of them um
1: should i section it off should i give you yeah a, I, need, I almost give think me I need. your favorite northern virginia because just selfishly um
0: my favorite spot um, I don't even know if it's never, because it's the greatest food in the world, but my favorite spot in Northern Virginia is, is near my house and it's near and dear to my house is the Weenie Beanie. You ever to the Weenie Beanie? The Weenie Beanie? Yes. Yeah. I have not, actually. The, the Weenie Beanie is, I know. is, is, I, is right in Sherlington. Yeah. Um, I'm a big breakfast guy. I'm a big Scrapple guy. Yeah. And um, the Weenie Beanie was one of the few places around you can show up and get a Scrapple Egg and Cheese um, and they'll have it done in two minutes. Scrapple Egg and Cheese? Scrapple Egg and Cheese. What is that? it's scrapple is like it's like it's it's made with like pork stock and it's often described as all the stuff in the pig that doesn't make like you know uh you know it, it maybe doesn't even qualify for a hot dog it's it's, I it's the stuff that you probably don't want to paint a nice picture of but um and it's all boiled down into a nice stock and then it's made into a loaf and they just slice it and it's an incredible breakfast food it, it comes from like pennsylvania dutch but it's a huge breakfast food in maryland and in the mid-atlantic it's when you start getting south of dc it starts to disappear yeah so in northern virginia it's one of the, the weenie bean is one of the few places and the weenie bean is just an awesome spot it's you know it's a walk-up window it's it's been featured you know, i think in, in a dave grohl or, or foo
1: fighters album since he grew up in kind of that area of yeah Orlandia. there you go um but that's kind of the first one that comes I to know, mind I love yeah that scrapple i don't think i've i'm not familiar I, there are so many things like when people when i left this area really for the first time in my life people are like what are you saying you know what are you what are you talking about you know what is mumbo sauce sure. what sure, <laughs> what sure. it, you know
0: oh well, that's like east, east Potomac park golf course is one of the few places around might be the only place i know of where you can get a half smoked egg and cheese for breakfast yeah i mean they split it split it in half flat it open you get it on a piece of you know a couple pieces of white bread it's fantastic yeah it's just really
1: it really is just the best place in the world
0: but uh, growing up in Northern Virginia, you probably i mean vienna inn a, i mean that's a, that's inn. a classic
1: uh, i'm a I'm a uh, Hard Times Cafe guy. Absolutely. For the, for the root beer and chili. Uh, be, uh, Ben's, Ben's Chili Bowl as well. Sure. Um, Eastern Carryout, Chinese, Yum's. Sure. Uh, Chinese. Absolutely. Uh, my new spot, though. Yum's is where I had my first ever
0: steak and, steak and cheese egg roll. It was the first time I ever had that. Oh, again. you're not afraid of anything, are no, you? No, <laughs> My
1: stomach hurts <laughs> listening to you. Um, Afghan Bistro. I'm not sure I know that one. Afghan Beach there was one in Springfield, one in DC. Okay, I okay, gotta yeah. check that out. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love I love Afghan. There was a. It's funny. I, I don't know if this is gonna make the podcast or not. But the other day I was <laughs> those pay- <are> the best <laughs> those are the best segments. That's I was that I, about. I was picking up some food um, for like my extended family at an Afghan place in in Bailey's Crossroads. Yes. The name of it is escaping right now. And it's it's right behind. It's right across from, like the Dick Sporting Goods. Um, Bamian, it's called B A M. Probably pronouncing that wrong. B A M I A N. Yeah. Um, but it jumps out at me right now because A you just mentioned Afghan bistro. But I was listening to one of your podcasts as I was walking up to pick up the the food. This is just this past weekend, and you were on some podcast with with a buddy of yours. or was somebody else's podcast. You guys were talking about DMV sports. And you just kind of brought me back because then I'm driving away. I got this big pile of Afghan takeout food in my car, and I'm I'm listening to you rap about you know how terrible the Wizards are. Uh, So boy, that sounds
1: like an awful (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) I found it. You talking about? I was
0: was prepping for the podcast, (laughs) listening to people talk about the Wizards, and you know I was happy.
1: I'm sorry you had to go through that (laughs) prep, but yeah, thank you. You're very well prepared for it. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, listen. Well, let's end it there. This this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you sitting down. I'm excited to take a quick peek in, inside the van, and, and good Please. luck on the rest of your journey here, and, and hope our, uh, our paths cross again.
1: I, I have a feeling they will. You always gotta come back to D.C. Absolutely. Always gotta come home. Thanks, man. All right, man. man, appreciate it. I don't have a good golf game, but I don't really care. I'm a, I'm a regular dude living in D.C., and I want to know about D.C.-centric golf stuff.
0: If you can tell me something that I don't already know, then that
1: is great for me. I don't want the regular stuff. I want exciting stuff. I want different stuff. I don't want stuff I can't hear elsewhere. But I want it to be about DC golf.